Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to Daddy vs. Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. Wow, lot to unpack on this edition of Daddy versus Doctor. We got an ingrown toenail situation. Yeah, we got to figure that one out for her. That's gone sideways. We got a kid pissing at the park in public in front of people. We also got a kid humping a pillow and lots more today. Daddy versus Doctor. We have Luis up here, and this this guy's kids are uh, pissing in public uh, all over the joint. So uh, let's uh, let's find out. I've never really heard of this before. I don't know if you have in your uh, years of uh, pediatrics, but do uh, you ever get shocked every once in a while going, what is he doing? That's pretty shocking. There we go. Yeah. Luis, what's up? Sebastian Maniscalco here with Dr. Scott Cohen. Hello, sir. Where are we calling from? Where are you? I'm in Toronto, Canada. Nice. Toronto. A lot of, a lot of Toronto callers. So we understand that your kids are urinating all over town. I do, I do, I do. Like, I don't know what to do with them, man. Like, every time we go to the park or every time we're in public or at someone's backyard, they just pull it out and try to pee. Even though I try to teach them not to, like, they keep doing this. They are obsessed with their private parts. So how how old are the kids? Six and four. Six and four. So, doctor, have you heard of, like, a public uh, urination in, in kids this age? Is this... Uh... Yeah, no, I, I have... I've even had some parents tell me like the dads, when they were teaching the boys to potty train, they would go out in the backyard and pee with them into like the hedges. My wife does does that. I I swear to God, she is a known uh, person to go pee outside. And she's done that with the kids. But she pees outside in the hedges too with them? No, she she is. She not with them. Like if we're hanging out in the backyard alone. Right. She'll just drop her pants and take a piss on the lawn. All right. All right. See, <laughs> to be a guest at Sebastian's house. First of all, so you should know we don't allow this in the United States. So I don't know what they're doing in Canada, but this is just no. Um, but the problem with that, right, is that once they learn to do it, then they think it's okay. They can't differentiate like doing it at the park, doing it at a friend's birthday. You don't want to be in the backyard at a friend's birthday and the kid, one of your kids is in the back corner doing that. I assume you've told them not to do that. Of course, all the time. Like it's bad because we, we sometimes we're at a playground and they just feel like doing it there. And there's like parents, mothers, little girls. Like I don't know how to control these people. <laughs> what would you do? What would I do? I mean, she's. 
It's it's hard because in it, when they're doing it, it's not like you just pick them up, right? right? You got to wait till they're done, right? You, you have to wait till they're done. Like, yeah. You can't be doing this. What do you get? Like a smile, a smirk? What do you get? Like I usually get a smirk. Like they listen, they look at me, but they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm still gonna do it. You know? I, I think what I probably do is, I mean, deterrence, right? Try to pee before you go out, so maybe they don't have to. I think right. some sort of like. I don't know, positive reinforcement for the times they don't do it. So like, you know, go out of your way to really that when you're at the park or birthdays and they didn't be outside really like over the top attention in a positive way. So they're not just getting the negative attention for doing it. Cause just telling them, no, don't do that. I'm sure people are laughing is negative attention that now they think is probably funny. So giving yeah. the positive reinforcement on the opposite side probably would work. And then, yeah, and right. don't do it. Well, are they potty trained? Yeah, 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 totally. Of course, like, yeah, no diapers for the last year and a half at least, but on the little one, but they've never been bad in bed or anything like that, or even at home. They always go to the washroom. It's just when they're in public, they feel like doing this. They feel it's funny. Well, yeah, but I think, you know, everybody chalks this up to it's it's a phase. Yeah. It, is that prevalent here? Or? No, it's a phase. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Are you pissing outside? <laughs> Only when I'm with my friends. I'm <laughs> no, that's been kind of like the joy of just growing up, especially a boy. I mean, I remember whipping mine out and taking a leak in a bush and then just carrying on with my day. Uh, however, I never did it well with an audience. Right. So uh, <laughs> Exactly. I think they like the audience, to be honest. Somehow they like it. Right. No, I think they're getting reinforced by the laughter and the audience and the, you know, all that reinforcement. So maybe trying to flip it around, you know, or tie their pants with the duct tape. <laughs> no, don't do that. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm already going to get it on. Yep. Dr. Cohen recommends uh, duct taping kids' pants so they can't pee. Yeah, there it is. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a big issue right now, especially for my wife. When she tries to go with the kids out, she doesn't know how to control them, right? Like, it's very embarrassing. So trying everything. I think it will get better. And then I think it will come back when they're older. <laughs> <laughs> Traumatizing women, I guess. Oh God. Well, thanks for your question. We really appreciate you joining us today. No, it's a good one. Thanks for the time. See you later. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, I know. I never heard of that, nor have I ever seen that. So uh, hopefully they, they will do that. By the way, the mosquitoes in Los Angeles. Yeah, what was that? Well, like it, indoors. It was a mosquito. It was a mosquito. But these mosquitoes yeah. used to be at night. Mosquitoes come out right, and in the morning you'd wake up and you'd be riddled with with bites. Now, I gotta ask you: Is there a different mosquito during the day? Like and this everywhere. one looked like it had a dick. Not- it's huge. <laughs> They're not afraid of anything. They're like hybrids. Um, yeah, because like Serafina's getting welts like this. And I don't know if it was you or somebody else said vitamin B keeps the mosquitoes away. Or is this, is this somebody else? <laughs> Salada's giving her vitamin B like vitamins mm-hmm. to keep mosquitoes away. I never heard of I that. I haven't heard of that. Um, but there's a lot of things I don't know. So <laughs> I think peeing in public may be the new autobiography. I think... Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, next up, kid is on medication for 
motion sickness and a variety of other things. We'll get to the bottom of this. Did you get motion sickness? Uh, yeah, I get it. I get it pretty bad. The cast. There he is. What a nice shirt, bro. What's going on? <laughs> How you doing? Good, good. Uh, my name's Sebastian. This is uh, Dr. Scott Cohen. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Where are you calling from? Boston, Mass. That's it. Uh, that's where I was born. I just was at uh, Labor Day weekend, Fenway Park. We get there a couple times a year. It's awesome. I saw a rare victory this year, but it was worth it. It was great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, so what's the issue with your kid? So my daughter, my youngest daughter has a stomach issue. She's had it probably since she was born. You know, it's different things will set her off. We've taken her in for endoscopies. They've come back clean. We've spoken to GIs. And basically what where we're at now with her is she's on omeprazole seven days a week. She takes it in the morning when she gets up. No issues. They've tried to back her off. You know, once every other day, we cut it down. The stomach thing flares up again. We go back to once a day. No problems. So what's the, oh, the, uh, the omeprazole? Like um, antacid. Yeah. So acid reflux. Acid reflux. That's yeah. what they've taught us. Yeah. How old is she? Eight. Eight years old. Got it. Yeah. I mean, we see reflux at all ages. I mean, we we're talking about reflux in a baby earlier. Um, and I assume if you've seen a GI doctor, they've done the full gamut of workup, blood tests. Yeah, you had an endoscopy. That's a big test to rule out anything that's going to rule out anything severe. Endoscopy, they put a camera down, they look. They make sure, you know, everything looks fine. Um, that's sort of your last resort test when you can't figure out why a child's having any type of, you know, abdominal pain or or reflux type issues. Question, did they ever do a, um, and I'm sure they did, uh, test for H. pylori? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. The only reason I ask is H. pylori is a type of bacteria. You can test it in the stool. It's just a stool test, but it can mimic uh, reflux symptoms. Um, and it's treated slightly differently. And, and if you treat it, it tends to go away and then it's done. Um, but the fact that she's doing better on the antacid makes it seem like, yeah, it is reflux. It stinks as a parent to put your child on a medicine every day, but I don't think it's yeah. harmful. I mean, if it's working, that's the most important thing. And because yep. we don't want her to be in pain, right? And chronic inflammation right. from the acid reflux is not a good thing. And then I'm sure they went over like culprits in the diet to avoid that can bring up acid reflux. We're not drinking alcohol, yep. obviously. Yep. Caffeine, chocolate, spicy foods, tomato sauces. All, all the things we like, right? Right, all those things. So it's <laughs> it's that that balance. And then you still hope that at some point she outgrows it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does it run the family? Anybody else with similar issues? I mean, I get acid reflux from time to time, but it's not, you know, yeah. a daily thing where I'm on something. Not at all. Yeah. Have you ever had anything? Acid the, reflux. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have, I have uh, extreme problems with my stomach when I eat certain types of food. Well, you drink constantly. So I'm, I'm constantly knocking down a bottle of wine at night. But like in our family, in general, it they were always someone was always on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it, what, what we were eating or, or what what we had, but again, we just thought it was normal. Yeah. We never really went to see anybody. <laughs> you just really like I, like like every time I had cheese, I was on the toilet, and this happened my entire life. Nobody ever thought we should take them in to see you know what the problem is. 
I was farting through my entire uh, childhood and no, nobody said nothing. And I had to get like grow. I've been wearing the wrong size shoe for the last 40 years. I just figured out. <laughs> Nobody measured your foot. No, I mean, it's, a, it's just like I was in a nine and then I think they stopped measuring. Like, yeah, fuck it. Let them go. And uh, I found out I'm like a nine and a half and I have uh, my feet look like they've been cramped up in, in, in the wrong shoes for 41 years. So not that this has anything to do with uh, the, what your daughter's going through, but uh, I just thought. Thought you might want to find. You look like you want to hang up right now, bro. <laughs> Not at all. I listen to the cast every week. I'm a loyal listener. Love it. Oh, I appreciate that. That's that's very sweet. So in the end, like, yeah, well, you don't want the kid. Listen, I, Serafina was on medication for a while. Now I'm like, all right, when are we going to get off this? Is this something that just runs its course and then as they get older? Usually it does. It usually gets better over time. It's it's unfortunate that's been going on for so long. It sounds like you did all the right things, seeing the right doctors, GI specialist. That's the right move. Ruling out anything else it could be that could be similar. And then when it comes down to if it's working, you stick with it. And then hopefully gradually she outgrows it. Yeah. Is there anything we can do diet-wise for her or just keep an eye on what? Sets her off. Yeah, it's really just watching the foods that set her off. And there are very common culprits, like we mentioned, you know, spicy foods, caffeinated foods, um, sometimes citrus, tomato sauces, you know, the typical things that you feel that come up. So trying to avoid those or at least limiting the volume of it or knowing that when she has it, she's more likely to have symptoms, unfortunately. My my wife's Italian and she cooks all the time. I know. Homemade pizza, everything. Right. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the same way I grew up. And, and look at me. I've been shitting in my pants for 41 years. <laughs> but if she can eat it and take the medicine and be okay, right? You yeah. get the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah, man. So. Yep. Any problems with shoe size? <laughs> <laughs> None at, all. Not I'm at le- all. I'm learning more today than I'm really educating people yeah. about just everything. Yeah, I've been so. opening up a lot about my personal yeah. life and my struggles. Wow. So uh, it's been good for Dr. Cohen. Yeah. To hear. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Keep listening to the cast. Hope you're a big listener we'll of this show. And uh, we'll Pleasure see you. We'll see Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, I appreciate good it. Luck. You got it, brother. A lot of stomach yeah, issues. GI stuff. And is that the food that we're giving these kids today? Uh, I mean, there's exacerbating foods. I think the problem with GI upset is like, it's so nebulous. Ooh, like that word, ne- nebulous. nebulous. Mark Add that, that to your, we should keep a running just, list yeah, of good yeah. words of the English Just language. words that like the room don't know, because right. I know you guys don't know. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's just hard when a child complains of belly pain, they're just, right. It's there. You just don't know what it could be. There's a lot of things you have to go through, figure it out. Yeah. All right. This is Veronica and her child has been dealing with a, a plethora of uh, issues ranging from COVID to hand, foot, and mouth and everything in between. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Let's get going with her and see what uh, what the problem is. What's up? Hi, Veronica. Hi. How, you How doing? are you? Good. Very good. Where are we calling from? Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, I was just there this summer. Uh, spent some time in Linville Ridge, if you know where that is. Boone? Boone. 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 Yep, I know Boone. Yep, okay. two hours from Boone. Okay. Uh, so we understand there's uh, a variety of different things going on. Childhood COVID, hand, foot, and mouth, and kind of everything in between. What's up, man? Hi, sweetie. This is Anthony and Juliet. Hi, Julia. Hi, what's going Julia's on? how old? She is uh, 19 months. <clears throat> 19 months. 19 months. Okay. So what's, uh, what's going on? I wish we knew. So <laughs> she's had COVID. She's had hand, foot, and mouth. She's had strep throat. She's had pneumonia. She's got a hernia. Um, we were up last night with her from midnight to about 4.30 this morning. Um, no idea why. She just had a ton of energy. So just try to figure out, like, we're first-time parents. So we're like, what are we doing wrong? Is it maybe nothing? Is it just she's got a lot of energy? Um is she just prone to getting sick? I don't know. She has a lot of gastrointestinal, uh, like, so <clears throat> a lot of gas. Um, and then the gas will cause her to, like, scream in agony. So it's almost like uh, maybe she's constipated. She's trying to pass gas bubbles, so she's constantly arching her back. A lot of it happens at home. So she'll arch her back. And then until she releases it, then she gets... It usually subsides. So in the middle of the night, when a lot of this happens, during the day, she's not as bad. But like, like my wife said, we were up for like four hours last night. She clearly was having, uh, she must have, I shouldn't say clearly, because we've had much worse nights. But uh, she, when we woke up this morning, she had a very big diarrhea diaper. <laughs> so all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, so you know, when you're sleep deprived, that's probably the best thing to wake up to. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had it all. Actually, so a lot of things going on here. Yeah. Is it just uh luck of the draw that sometimes kids fall into this uh they get one illness and they jump to another and whatnot? And then is the stomach issue at all maybe causing the other issues? I mean, I know we don't know. I mean, we just know what we know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think a lot of things to unpack. Thankfully, most things end up being normal and unluck of the draw. Right. But, you know, the common things that unfortunately COVID hand, foot and mouth, very common viral illnesses. We've, you know, you see in all kids, obviously COVID in the last couple of years. Is she in daycare? Yep. Yeah. So daycare kids get sick all the time. It's just unfortunate. Daycare is wonderful, but they're all touching everything, hands in the mouth, hands in the nose. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> so, 
you just know kids who who basically go to daycare in wintertime when we used to have seasonality illness. It was like September to March. You're going to have a runny nose. You're going to have coffee. You're going to have hand, foot, and mouth. You're going to have something. Um, strep for a 21 months old, not the most common thing. Was she actually swabbed and actually yeah. came back positive strep? That's interesting. Yep. Yeah, not, not the most common thing at that age. We think of strep more school-age kids, not impossible if she had a direct exposure, but, uh, you know, we don't often see it at that, at that age, but it's possible. And then pneumonia, one bout of pneumonia or multiple? One, thank God. Okay. She was six only, months. yeah, she was only six months old oh. in, in July. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you're going through all this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think very likely it's being unlucky and she's catching normal kid things and kids get sick. The only thing I would say, and this is not to scare anybody, but if the re- infections keep becoming recurrent, the more severe infections, I would call that the pneumonias, then yeah. we'd want to look into making sure her immune system is working appropriately. And what doctors do is we do blood work, looking at the immune system. One-offs, we don't do that. And having all these viruses, viruses one after another, we don't do it. But if you have larger infections that are a bigger deal, like pneumonias, you shouldn't have recurrent pneumonias and things like that. So it's just something I think about the hernia. I can't see how that would be related to the others. I think that's unlucky. She had an inguinal hernia or umbilical hernia. Um, it's right above her belly button. Oh, they thought it was umbilical, but it's actually not. So it's just something she was born with and then sort of formed around it. Um, so I actually have two, two questions. Yeah. So we had the COVID, we had no COVID for the first couple of years, and then we've gotten it twice now in like a six month span. So my wife has done an awesome job with getting the baby to sleep through the night until we had COVID the first time. And that threw everything off. Um, Since February, we have really not slept through the night. I could probably count on my hands and toes, maybe how many times we've slept through the night since February. And I... And a lot of times she's screaming like she's in agony. It's not, we can tell when she's just whiny versus like there's something going on. Obviously she's always sick or something like that. How do we get her back on, you know, to make your life easier with this question, how do we get her back onto a real schedule? Because she is always sick. Is there, do we give her maybe Benadryl for like a week to get her to go to like keep her down? Does she have to eat more? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, that that's question one, and then question two is is we'll, we'll get it after this one. <laughs> okay. Um, so kids being knocked off their sleeping pattern, whether due to travel, illness, what have you. Um, how you know? I, I, I've seen this a little bit, and I've also called you on this. I said, kids not sleeping as sound as she or he used to. What is that? And sometimes it's you know, growth spurts, although this is going on quite a long time. So what, what, yeah, I've heard this Benadryl thing. Yeah. Is that, I don't don't like using medication uh, to help sleep. First of all, it's only a short-term solution, four to six hours. Actually a good percentage of kids Benadryl causes the reverse reaction and wires you and then you're whatever, and you don't get real good natural sleep. So I don't like medicating kids for sleep period. Um, I think you're right. I mean, when you travel every time you're sick, when you're on vacations, whatever sleep schedule you were on, 
is out of whack because the truth is if you're in a hotel room or you're not feeling well, you're not going to let your child just be. You have to tend to everything they want. Then they remember that when they're feeling better. So when they cry, they say, hey, you picked me up last week. Why aren't you picking me up this week? So sometimes, unfortunately, it takes a little re-sleep training. I say that, of course, with the assumption that medically nothing's going on right now, right? We're not, we don't want to be mean if something's hurting her. You don't let a baby cry. You don't let her be. You comfort her. So I would judge that based on the daytime. If she's acting totally fine during the day, she's not sick, she's not complaining, most likely then the nighttime is more behavioral than medical. And I assume like her development and growth has been totally normal, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Growing like a weed. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, yeah, unfortunately, it takes I mean, a little re-sleep training after whatever knocked you out of it. And it may not be the last time. You know, especially winter times coming up. Every time she has a cough, every time she has congestion, you know, you run right in there and you should. You're a parent. You got to take care of them. Yeah. And what, what's the second question? Well, the second question. Um, so we've, we've gone to a couple different doctors. Uh, when she was in the womb, you know, she got pretty tight in there and her leg bows. So like it's sort of when she came out, her her foot was pretty bowed in like a club foot. and they keep telling us that, Oh, she'll, she'll get better. She'll get better. She'll get better. Um, now we're noticing more now she's running. It'll get caught a few times here and there when she's running around the house, mm-hmm. it's not crazy noticeable, but I come from a family of athletes. So I'm already thinking about big game situations and things like that. I love like, it. Right. You know, I want what's going want on. She's good. She ain't going to make the, the not gonna get a scholarship. <laughs> uh, she going to get listen, through the line. Right. I don't want her to be a corner infielder. Uh-huh. Uh, she's got to be center field shortstop. We got to be moving. We got to be agile. So is there, would, would you like to see it? Is there anything? Uh, so we actually hear about this a lot. Bow leggedness. Um, assuming you mentioned club foot, but it was not a club foot, obviously. Um, so babies are, you know, when they're in utero, they're there for nine months. You're in a certain position. A lot of times the foot is, you know, flex like this. The legs are in a position. And so you come out in that position and usually over time that gets better. What we learned to your point, the olden days, you always hear our grandparents say, he had splints. He had braces. The legs were so bowed. Mm-hmm. You'll never see that mm-hmm. nowadays or rarely see that nowadays because we learned that actually the normal progression of legs, yes, you're all, everybody's bow-legged from their position inside the uterus. And then you stay bow-legged around 21 to 24 months. You actually overcompensate and become knock-kneed for a couple of years and then straighten out again. So it's also very common to have a little in-towing that you see or out-towing. Yeah. Even when we send people to orthopedists, and if you're very concerned, like you really think she's tripping over and it's affecting, go see an orthopedist, a a pediatric orthopedist. They'll take a look. But in my experience, those visits are just reassurance. They're not going to put braces or splints or anything like that. So it's not a vitamin or mineral deficiency. It typically is not. No, if everything developmentally is going on normally, typically not. There are rare circumstances that bow-leggedness could be caused by other things in the differential. There's something called Blount's disease, all these other things that are not common, most commonly. And I've seen kids who literally walk down the hallway that look like parentheses and we do nothing and you wait for it and it gets better. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But obviously if there's a concern, pediatric orthopedists rule it out in two seconds. Awesome. Yeah. 
I don't know. Sounds like she's going to be playing center field. No problem. I'm banking on, I'm holding you to it. (laughs) Where do you want her to play? Anywhere she's getting a scholarship. This kid's getting (laughs) thrown out there. I mean, we're going to tryouts. She's time. Team USA, Team Italy, wherever we're getting put on, we're going. I love it. Did you play ball? Did you play baseball? Yeah, I went to, uh, I played at Penn State. Oh, wow. Uh, one of their satellite campuses, though. I stayed, I stayed close. Uh, actually, my grandfather played professional baseball wow. uh, for the Brooklyn Dodgers back with Jackie Robinson and them. So, you know, I got wow. my cousin, I got cousins that went and played Division One football and things like that. So, big sports. Yeah, we're, wow. we're huge sports buffs in this house. Amazing. I don't think this will hold her back. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good news. Well, thanks for the call, Thank guys. You. We really do appreciate you having it on the show. Bye, guys. Right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a good one, Paisan. All right, brother. <laughs> Take care. Caruso's got like a, you know, kind of like the when he runs, it don't look right. You know, it looks like he's flopping around. And and uh, I think I actually told you that his foot, like it would look like it was like concave. Yeah, yeah. But then it looked fine. I mean, have you seen yourself run? Uh, I, I've been walking wrong. I found this out. Let's talk about the shoes. Yeah. Is, is he mimicking me? Because the way yeah, I walk, I bring my floppy. yeah, I bring my right foot, and I think it's really caused severe uh, postural damage. And another thing I found postural? out: postural is that a word? Yeah, postural. You just use it as a big word. For oh, it. Uh, again, uh, the things you learn on this podcast. There, there's there's an issue I've, I've also wanted to talk to you about. Um, I have a significant um, leg. Uh, difference as far as um my leg length discrepancy yes my right leg is much shorter than my left leg and the doctor had said this could be causing some of the issues i'm now having you're uneven i'm uneven yeah now is it true that every kid is kind of born with not the same leg length it's not uncommon is it no i mean you should be you should be equal yeah, yeah, but yeah, but there, like, I mean, there may be minor differences, but usually nothing that is significant. That because if you have a significant leg length yeah. discrepancy, yeah, it's going to affect your walk, it's going to affect your back, it's going to affect your posture. Yeah, that's what I mean. All those things again, walking around. Issue. I mean, this is no doctor. We we saw a doctor. They gave me a lift in my foot when I think I was fourteen. Yeah, do you still wear it? No, I haven't worn it in, in maybe in that's years, an issue. So maybe that's, your back would be better. I'm finding if out. You a lot. Just wore something in your shoe. Yeah. It would help me. Um, I don't understand. All right, moving on. All right, Lisa, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank um, you. My name is Sebastian. Nice to meet you. This is Dr. Scott. How you doing? Cohen. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from New York. Oh, perfect. So what? Uh, what's going on? What seems to be the issue with the kids? Okay, so my son is eight, and he's had horrible ingrown toenails since he was born. Um, when he was little, I was able to cut it out myself. You know, his toenails were really like thin and you just slightly cut it and it comes right out. But now, um, he's bigger and he's also autistic. So it's a lot more difficult. Um, I need to take him in and he needs to be held down and it's incredibly traumatic for him. So the doctor told me most recently that I should be looking into surgery to have them permanently removed. Um, that's not easy for him because obviously like he has to be the first appointment of the day. You can't really like explain to an eight year old, you can't eat, you can't drink. It's, you know, it's a traumatic situation. So I'm, I'm looking for 
possible alternatives to correct this problem. Okay. Um, is it common? I never even thought about kids having ingrown toenails because I just thought it came as you grow older and shoes and pounding on the feet. Is this something that's common uh, that kids have? Yeah, I mean, we even see it in in babies because what happens is a lot of parents will cut the nails too short or file them really short, and then they'll grow into the sides and they'll get, you know, redness or swelling on the side of the nail. Um, thankfully, usually, you know, you do a little antibiotic ointment and the nail grows out and it seems better. When it's recurring like this, it's really tough Yeah. Um, because I can imagine how painful it is for him and miserable and how hard it is on you. And I'm sorry about that. And then when he has it, you do the antibiotic ointment and it gets better or what usually is the process? No, it, it consistently grows back. So every single time, like every 90 days, I'm taking him back to the doctor and they're removing it. Um, you know, he has to be held down. It's, it's, it's dangerous because he's using sharp tools. Right. So, um, and if he misses a spot, then it gets infected, it blows up. And then I need to go back again. He needs to go in to remove the piece that he left in. And then oral antibiotic is required at that point. Right. And they're actually removing a piece of the nail each time. The entire, the entire side. Side. I know that's crazy. I mean, that's usually what we do is it, when it's recurrent like that, it's removing the side so it doesn't grow in. Right. Mm-hmm. And then doing some type of antibiotic ointment. I mean, the only other thing is prevention, but it doesn't sound like it's due to him constantly. Ru- Does he rub his feet against stuff a lot? Is there a no, constant irritation? He wears wide shoes. Yeah. So there's nothing, um, you know, pushing against the sides. It's just kind of something he was born with. Yeah. And you've tried pad it, like padding the side, doing as soon as it starts getting red, doing the antibiotic ointment just to try to prevent it. Yeah. But his nails just grow out. They just, that's just how they grow. Yeah. And like every 90 days, I'm going back to get them cut because like he doesn't even let me cut them like at all. Yeah. No, that's really tough. I honestly, I've never had somebody who's needed that so frequently because usually it's cutting the nail and it's sort of one and done. And it's very infrequent to come back so frequently that there may not be a lot of options there. I mean, it sounds like you're doing everything right. That's a tough one. I know. Yeah. I just hate to have him take his, his toenails off. No, I know. I, and I haven't, specifically honestly heard of that treatment of removing the entire nail was this a podiatrist an orthopedist um i've taken him to three now three yeah and that's that's the recommendation at this point because he's getting bigger and as he gets older it's going to be more difficult to hold him down for them to remove it in the office got it yeah I have to admit, I don't have a lot of experience with that. Normally, he is not stumped. He, I know. Yeah, he, he, this is, this is. Because I feel bad. I like to give answers that can be helpful. And it seems like you're doing everything right. And you've seen the right people. Um, I mean, the only other thing would be seeing, I mean, podiatrists, you know, they usually handle this, this realm. Pediatric orthopedists could look at the nail as well. That's a possibility. But I think it sounds like you're seeing the right people. Yeah. If he, if he grows, is it again, I always go to this. Do you grow, do you grow out of a, I mean, it sounds like with this, he hasn't. I mean, that's the thing. If his nails are growing a certain way, she's right. It's like, how do you prevent it from growing that way? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And it's soft. I, I, and I she's doing saying, everything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the foot as the foot grows. Right. Maybe the foot then takes shape. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm going to ask around. I have to be honest and, and see if there, what other options there are for somebody with recurrent, you know, ingrown nails at, at this. And they've also, they've also burned the roots on both sides. Yeah. They use some type of chemical to burn the sides of each root after they cut it out. And it still grew back after. Wow. That. Yeah. Super nails. We've got yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to do some research. Thank you. I'm so sorry that I don't have a, a better answer. It sounds like you've you've done everything right. Now I, I got some homework now. All right. Well, That's thank you good. for your call. We wish you the best. Thank you so much. You got Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Yeah, wow, that's That's tough. Like every three months to go in. And what they do, I mean, imagine the hair. So you have to like numb the area Mm -hmm. and they basically cut off like a quarter of your nail. Mm -hmm. That hurt. Think about it. You have like like a little side nail and it hurts. Yeah, my father had it done. Uh, but he was an adult when he yeah. was done. But the eight-year-old kid is going through all that and right. autism on top That's of it's awful. Okay, we got Vincent uh, up next here. Uh, daughter humping the pillow. I have experience with this in my own family. Uh, what's I'm glad going- you said that. Vin- no, no. <laughs> Vincent, what's up? What's up, guys? Hey, Vincent. Well, where are you calling from? I'm in Orange County near Laguna Beach. Oh, cool. Okay. So yeah. how old's your daughter? She turned six in June. Six in June. And she's humping the pillows? She's what? She's humping pillows. Is that the issue? <laughs> I mean, no exaggeration. Yeah, it's actually called a squishmallow. But uh, yeah, oh, it's a type of pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know, Costco thing, you know, whatever. And uh, she's been doing this maneuver on it since she was like three. And, uh, and I called it out one time. And she's like, I'm going to go over here. And I'm like, oh, you're going to do your little move. And so she calls it her little move now. And um, I try not to embarrass her, of course, but she is definitely getting down on it. And it's, yeah. So one of those things. (laughs) Growing up, my sister would lay on the floor, face down with her head to the side, and basically (laughs) fuck the floor, right? Now, this was going on, uh, I'd say, yeah, six, seven. And again, we grew up in this family where it's like, I, I would ask my mom, what's she doing? Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, she's just having fun. And I'm like, you know, like there was no like go to the pediatrician, ask. 
No so, podcast. <laughs> no, there was no podcast, no podcast yeah. you could call into. No Zoom. Yeah. No Zoom. Yeah. So what have you seen? What is this? Exploration? What? What? Yeah. So it's very, very common, very normal form of exploration. First of all, we should you should share with them that your your sister grew up and she's got a job. She's got a family. She ended up being a relatively normal human being. Yeah. Correct. No, right. No, so she's, some she's, sort. She, she grew out of it. It was a phase. We don't talk about it ever again. Doesn't come up at Thanksgiving. So but, uh, <laughs> she didn't marry a squishmallow. Right. No, no, no. No. Okay. Um, no. So very normal and you're doing the right thing. It's, it's okay. We don't want to shame children. We, right. we don't want them to feel embarrassed, but it is okay to say, Sweetie, you're allowed to do that, but we have to do that in privacy. We need to do that in their right. own room. So we're not doing it in the family room with a bunch of people over. We're not doing it in a car seat against the seatbelt. We're not right. doing it when friends are over. So it's absolutely fine. And you can say that's absolutely fine to do, but we got to do it in your own room, not around other people. And, and kids actually, they understand that very well, but it's mm-hmm. very normal and it is a face. Is uh, is she picking up the behavior from maybe another child at school, or is this something that? No, that's a good question. Yeah, no. I mean, a lot of kids just do it because it is exploration, and uh, you know they'll do it against pillows and sides of couches. I've seen hands and 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 I mean, objects like toys. Yeah. Um, so obviously, for those things, you want to make sure they're not hurting themselves, but. In their own room. Well, my son is three, and uh, he was on the couch one day, and he took his shorts off and was just sculpting it like a <laughs> like a piece of art. I'm like, God damn, dog, this guy's double-handing it uh, at three. Is that is that normal? That That's probably something you saw from, uh, no, not at all. We, I mean, we all did weird stuff as kids, right? With that, I mean, let's right? be honest, right? Yeah. No, so. all very, all very normal. Yeah. He will also end up being okay. Yeah. Despite well, his well, genetics. I, that. I exactly. go, this guy's going to be in uh, the, the juvenile detention center. When he's 18. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, buddy. Thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Bye. Thanks, See guys. you later. Thanks for calling. Right. You got Ciao. it. Yep. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot, uh, a lot with this, especially, you know, you got, teenagers so it's it's you know i think we do a lot as parents like we see a behavior in our child and we come at it with a different you know we have a lot more background like we transfer different ideas like in this case you're thinking about sex you're thinking about that but it's something totally different Mm -hmm. and thankfully normal so rachel how's it going hi Hi hello who's this your husband yes this is my husband walt Hey Walt, what's hey, up? Walt, we like when the dads come on. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, I didn't really give them an option. <laughs> well, a lot of the dads are there uh, against their will. Uh, we've noticed. Uh, we've noticed. Like sometimes the mom starts, and the dad is like hovering in the background, and then he'll come in. But I uh, got to give you kudos for jumping right up on the screen right from the get go. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, Rachel, what uh, what's uh, the problem with the allergies? Yeah, so um, our daughter, Whitney, she will be four in the fall. And uh, she started having some allergies to sunscreen. She's very, very fair skinned. And the allergies kept getting worse and worse. And then most recently, about a month ago, um, she had 
like it just a rash all over her body. We had to do three doses of Benadryl, two of Zyrtec, a dose of prednisone, and then almost took her to the ED for an EpiPen or like for epinephrine, I guess. So for it to finally get resolved. So not sure. Such a weird reaction to sunscreen. Yeah. First of all, sunscreen. Right. I want to get into this because I feel (laughs) sunscreen is a lot uh, more prevalent than it was growing up. kids, yeah. Now, growing up, I don't think I saw sunscreen. I don't think I saw sunscreen until I married my wife, to be honest with you. You went bronze? You went went, went, oil? I went went on vacation with baby oil on my (laughs) face. You know, like it was. And now... Every time we leave the house, my wife, our, our kids look like mini mimes. <laughs> is, is is this something that we should be worried about? I mean, I know sons. Yes, we, we should be wearing sunscreen. I know. Because we know that now, like, long-term exposure to sun causes sun cancer and sorry, skin cancers and early aging. And it causes a lot of issues. So it is good to protect them. But sunscreens, you know, there's a lot of different sunscreens in the market I mean, could you figure out, was there like a culprit, like an ingredient? I mean, was it just a zinc oxide or was it a fancy one? Yeah. So we found that the, I feel like I'm not giving you a chance to talk, but I don't know wow. that she asked. Believe nice. he's probably used to it. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Anyways, um, we found that uh, the cheap, <laughs> the cheap sunscreens make our, what, the causes. So we just have to buy the most expensive sunscreen on the shelf and just hope for the best at this point. Huh? No, it's just unusual to hear such a severe reaction to a sunscreen or any yeah. component thereof. And that's, a, I mean, if she needed steroids and a pos, almost an EpiPen, I mean, she was having severe redness and swelling in that area. Um, and that was the only thing it was right where she put the sunscreen. Yeah. And it was like mostly around her face. And the concerning part to us was, you know, and she's three, but she kept saying she felt like her food was getting stuck in her throat and her tongue was, her tongue felt like it tickled. So that was when the doctor gave us the prednisone that the additional dose of Benadryl and then said, if it didn't get better within like 20 minutes to go to the emergency room. So there was nothing else she could have eaten or something around that time that would have caused that. It was- it's happened probably a handful of times, and I made the mistake of accidentally putting the sunscreen on her that is one of the ones that, you know, she has a reaction to. I forgot it was in my car, and I needed it, and yeah. she needed it. Oh, that's what we, we tried, and uh, yeah, it, it turned into a... It was like within like 20 minutes of putting it on, it was like... A re- an immediate reaction. So your daughter's going to like expensive things, basically, is what you're saying, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's like 17 bottle, $17 tiny little bottle of sunscreen that we have to buy now. And I don't know what causes it, but yeah, she looks like a mime. Like I, it's like putting white paint right. on her face. Like the poor the girl. Thing, have, have you tried just regular zinc oxide, even the cheaper versions? Because zinc oxide in and of itself, which really is the best sunscreen for kids, you're just creating a barrier, doesn't have all the extra added ingredients that we don't like. Um, and usually it'd be unusual for her to have an allergic reaction to that, unless that was in the other one. I didn't, I guess I didn't realize you could buy just zinc oxide. We've tried the blue lizard sunscreen Uh and that seems to be what, what she can tolerate the most. So I, 
that somebody tried explaining the difference between sunscreen and sunblock to us. Yeah. And I guess she needs more of a sunblock. So, which yeah, is- I mean, I think if it's working, stick with it, right? Why risk the chance of having an allergic reaction? It is an unusual one, not something we hear about. It's such a severe reaction to something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so have you, given the fact that you gave her the wrong sunscreen, has that been like a point of contention in the marriage where like you get in an argument, say, about something totally different and she goes, well, you put the wrong sunscreen on her. I mean, I just, I felt like I was really clear about what couldn't, couldn't be. <laughs> That's why he hasn't said a word this entire time. I mean, what can I say? I literally almost killed our daughter with the wrong son. I mean, I literally have them lined up and labeled like on our shelf, like in our kitchen. Like, and so, but I he, I didn't get it from our he, kitchen. Yeah. He grabbed the one car. out of his golf bag instead <laughs> and thought that that was fine. So if it wasn't this, it'd be something else. Cause I know in my house, anything bad that's happened to my girls has happened because of me. So it works. Even if you're the pediatrician, it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty good Trump card to pull. I I, I can't say that. (laughs) It doesn't work though. That's the problem, right? You've you've been to my house. I've been to his house and he has no say. He's (laughs) extremely quiet at his house. He doesn't do any of the talking. So uh, this is why we started it. So at least I can get 50% of like talking. I don't talk either at the house. So we said, let's go and talk together somewhere else. So it works out nice. I would willing to admit that I do the majority of the talking at our house. (laughs) I think we figured it's like a, almost like a 97, three ratio. Wow. Oh, wow. Were you a a talkative guy prior to the marriage? I'm fairly talkative. Yeah. I would say. (laughs) (laughs) When you go out with your friends, they're probably like, he doesn't shut up. He's like, I got to get it all out. That's true. I got a lot to say. What can I say? I'm home with these kids all day. He comes home and I'm like, now you got to listen to everything I say. Of course. Of course. That's the way it works. Well, we thanks for calling. Yeah, guys. Thanks yeah. for calling. And uh, we, we hope she uh, wears that expensive sunscreen and has no problems. Just don't let that do it anymore. Appreciate yeah. it. No, he's not in charge of it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Great. Bye. That's a big reaction. Yeah, I mean, I, you know more than I do. All those, I mean, that's like four or five different things he had. they had to do to to stop the Yeah, the, which means the there was a major reaction. I just wonder, you know, it's just uh, if you put sunscreen everywhere, then yeah. you wonder if, why wasn't the allergy everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what made me think, was there something else going on? But if it's happened multiple times with the same thing, it makes sense. Well, uh, like I said, in the beginning of the episode, a lot of variation here, uh, as far as what people are dealing with and, and, and to look at these people and, and and especially the, the woman with autism, the kid that has autism, you almost saw like the pain and the frustration in her eyes, uh, even for a parent like myself, and I'm sure you to see that, uh, it, it's gut wrenching, but also you see it and go, you know what? I'm not the only person kind of like dealing with these kind of hurdles a parent deals with. But cause I say again, it's like when something's going on inside your own home, you think you're the only one in the world dealing with this. And this show is actually making me see that there's, there's a lot, there's first, there's a lot of people out there with severe problems 
and uh, my heart goes out to him. So, yeah. I mean, as, as a doctor, you just want to give advice that you feel is going to be helpful and that's going to fix a situation. And sometimes there's not an easy fix, like in this family that we spoke about. And your heart just goes out with them, because, out to them because as a parent, you know, it's just so hard when everything happens. It's just, it can be scary. But having this forum, having other families, seeing that everybody's going through the same thing is also helpful too. Also, like, interesting to see how the fathers, you know, like a lot of a lot of this stuff is driven by the mothers. You know, I'm sure you see it. And it's nothing to say, oh, you know, fathers are not participating. But generally speaking, mothers are kind of steering the wheel when it comes to we have an appointment with the doctor. My kid's going through this. You get the fathers in on some of these calls, especially the guy uh, we just saw that wanted his kid to be a professional athlete because right. his whole entire family kind of came from a tree of athleticism and the kid's got like a, a like a hook foot and he's worried, you know, at 19 months, is this one going to be able to run around the bases? Uh, I just think fathers give a totally different energy to a lot of totally the Totally different that, perspective. Yeah. It's just how we see things Yeah, just seems different, yeah. right? I mean, thank goodness for the moms. I think most of the dads are just afraid. Yeah. <laughs> are we afraid? <laughs> People got a lot of questions. How do I get on the show? What do I got to do? Well, this is it. Uh, submit your questions or concerns to doctor at gmail.com. Write in there what the problem seems to be. Maybe share a video or a photo or two. And hopefully we'll get you up on the show so we could d- discuss your issue here with the doctor and myself. Get some really good advice. And we'll sprinkle some humor on top of that. Thanks for joining us today on Daddy versus Doctor. We will see you next week with more questions from parents around the world. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.